Hello, my friends. Welcome to another episode, episode number two of the Wholehearted Healing Podcast with Joe. Um, I am excited today to talk to you about the nervous system. Um, yeah, this one's like a big, <laughs> this is a big influence on healing. <clears throat> and I'm going to kind of go through that. So today we're going to talk about kind of why the nervous system is so important um, with healing and kind of some ways that you can start to shift and um, change and improve kind of your nervous system regulation. So we're going to kind of like kind of ways that you can like work on your nervous system. Um, so there will be a little bit of like takeaway from this outside of just like the information and and the knowledge. And we'll kind of go through that at the end um, with ways that you can work with your with your nervous system in a positive way. Um, so before we kind of get started, I guess, I will <clears throat> dive into the housekeeping things. Um, so first, because, I mean, obviously this is only the second episode, but I, I mean, these are coming out a couple days apart. So I don't really plan on keeping a consistent schedule in the sense of like a very routine, like every Thursday kind of thing um, of how these episodes come out. These are going to kind of be <laughs> coming out when I feel called to kind of share things and when I feel like they're kind of like ready to be expressed. Um, so again, they'll kind of just be coming up here and there. Um, you guys can follow me on Instagram, which is johanna.padalino. Uh, the, um, I usually have my handle in the um, comment section or the, the description, notes description of the episode. So you can find that there. Um, but that's kind of where I'll be posting like you know, a new episode is up, obviously, if depending on which device and, you know, what system you're kind of uh, listening to on, then, you know, you may get notifications and that sort of thing as well. Um, but you can see my Instagram for um, updates in that sense. Um, now, the other thing is we have a couple days left um, before I do my live webinar happening on Tuesday, February 20th, um, 2024. So this is Mindful Healing. It's a holistic approach to transforming women's health. So um, the nervous system is actually a big piece of kind of that, what I'm going to be talking about as well. Um, but there's going to be lots of other things in there, in there too. So um, definitely sign up for that. There will be a free replay if you can't make the time. It's at 6 p.m. Eastern time on Tuesday. So um, definitely sign up and you can get the replay if you can't make that time because I know I've, I have quite a few people from different time zones. Um, but also if you're there live or if you can make it live, you will have the opportunity to ask me questions um, about your health and your, your healing and stuff or any questions that you have just in general with what I've you know obviously presented um, at the end of that webinar. So um, definitely check that out. The link for the sign up is also in the description box and make sure that you confirm your subscription. Um, there will be like once you submit your email, then you will get an email saying that you have to confirm your email. <laughs> um, and this will allow you to get all the emails about the link and as well the replay. So make sure you do that. Um, and then the third thing is that my Mindful Woman uh, program, my 12-week program is open um, right now. There are spaces available. So 
Um, that is a 12-week journey where we kind of really hone in specifically on what it is that you need um, and things that you can change or improve upon or, or what needs to maybe be looked at for your health where we really kind of shift to manage your and deal with your long-term symptoms to work on obviously getting rid of them um, but taking a more holistic approach um, and yeah we kind of leave that open like there's things again the nervous system is a big piece but there's things that we go through um, in that program to identify okay which system are we kind of like looking at here and then um, you know it's all unique to what you need so it is very much a one-on-one -on -one container the calls are group calls but the you have one-on-one -on -one access to me throughout the week through um, text and voice chat so um, if you're interested in that the link for that is also um, in the show notes so that is pretty much it when it comes to housekeeping things um, let's kind of dive into um, the nervous system and I don't I have some things that I want to touch on obviously but <laughs> this is going to be kind of a, a little bit of a, um, just whatever kind of comes up or feels like it needs to kind of come out of me at this at this moment so um, the nervous system is vitally important <laughs> when it comes to our healing and there's a lot of um, there's a lot of people talking about nervous system work actually which is wonderful however I feel like a lot of people are kind of just like more so scratching the surface um, and you know I feel like especially on social media like people just really want the X's and O's like how do I do it and while that's beneficial and can give you short-term relief um, at times it's not really fixing the the true essence of the problem right so it's interesting I was listening to um, I guess you could call him a mentor and someone who I'm he's deceased now he's passed on um, but through my osteopathic um, training he has created this approach called biodynamics and I took a course on this in October and I've I plan on continuing it because it's very much in alignment with how I view things but he was I was listening to one of his audio sessions and he was talking about um, how you know healing is, is there's like a tree right and we have branches we have the tree trunk and then we have like the seed in which it came from right or in, and it's in the earth and the kind of that more beginning stages of how it grows and so I feel like the X's and O's of just like you know do this to calm your nervous system is very much like the branches it's kind of like again managing the symptoms but not really getting to the root of why we have the symptoms in the first place and so as much as I feel like nervous system is definitely a root cause it's also kind of not and I say that because we have to figure out what is actually dysregulating the nervous system right like why are you in this state nervous system wise to begin with um, and that's really the problem or the, the root of what's going on and then you use the nervous system to reprogram re-regulate your system so you use the nervous system as a tool and the great part is we can adapt our nervous system through breath work and all these other practices right we can actually influence it which is really cool and really helpful and i think it's really helpful for immediate you know kind of relief but again if we want these things to to not be coming up for us then we have to really look at like why we're in that situation in the first place and so in my osteopathic practice um, 
a few years ago, I really started to obviously incorporate treatment pieces with regards to the nervous system. It became one of the first things that I kind of looked at. Um, but it also, I would talk to clients about, you know, where, like, do they have stress? How do they identify with stress? Because there's this interesting piece where a lot of people think that they're like not stressed, which I, <laughs> I, if you live in the Western world, I, there's no way you're not stressed. You know what I mean? You're stressed about something <laughs> and it might be really mundane. It doesn't have to be like this crazy thing. Um, but there's stress, right? Like we, are, we do not live in a, I wouldn't say a very healthy society um, in just how our everyday is functioning. Um, and there's different types of stress. There's mental stress, there's emotional stress, there's physical stress, and there's, um, there is uh, spiritual stress. And people always think stress is like, oh, I have to be stressed about something like in my mind, right? Like, oh, my mind's not wandering, my mind's not going, you know, a weird direction with things. Like, it's not like it's racing or anything that. Um, some people obviously do have that. I think it's becoming more prevalent. But the, if you have any sort of physical symptoms, like your body is under stress, right? Your body is in distress. It's, it's signaling to you, like, I need help. I, I have something going on. And so I find it fascinating that, you know, people come into my office and they're like, no, I'm not stressed. And I'm like, you're literally here for a pain. <laughs> or a symptom, right? Like your body is calling out to you. Your body is under some sort of stress. Now, stress isn't always bad. Um, anytime we exercise, we stress our body. Anytime we, you know, are competitive in a, in a positive way, we are stressing ourselves. Anytime we like have to really critically think about something, we're stressing the mind, right? Anytime we go through life challenges, as much as they obviously could be challenging and maybe don't seem positive in that moment, we learn lessons through them. Like that is a stress, right? Emotionally, we can go through stresses, right? We go through highs and lows emotions and different emotions. And again, those aren't bad. Those are the things that make us human. But what happens is when we're chronically in this state of stress, we are now in this perpetual state of dysregulation. So you're always high in the nervous system state, which would be the sympathetic state and you don't come down into this parasympathetic state or you have a really hard time doing it, it's like you lose the adaptation. You lose the ability to kind of, it's kind of like your mobility, right? Like if you're stiff and stuck and always in like a tightened state and you're never like stretching and trying to open up your body and be free, it's like you lose the ability to move in some ways, right? To, to go back and forth between those two states. And so we can train our system. That's the positive piece is we can always shift this. We can always change this. So in our Western world, we, we are so fast paced, we're so overstimulated, we're so just not present, and that prevents us from being able to properly rest and regulate ourselves, even if we're doing a quote unquote restful task like sleeping. <laughs> the amount of people that I, again, see that don't have good sleep patterns and like think again they think it's fine because they're like yeah I'm in my bed from you know blank time to blank time but it's like yeah, but are you waking up are you actually sleeping do you struggle to fall asleep like all these things like that doesn't mean you're sleeping like you're not sleeping well if those things are going on so the 
approach that I want to, or the idea that I want you to understand is that one, we can always change our nervous system state. You're not doomed <laughs> in that sense. But the other piece of it is that you, you're gonna have to look at some deeper rooted things as to why you know, your body is under tension or your body is under stress in any of those four categories, mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And so I feel like there is a little bit of a disconnect of why people understand or the depth in which they've gone into their nervous system work. Um, <clears throat> now, the interesting piece, like I said before, a couple years ago, I really started introducing um, the nervous system work into um, my my work as a, as an osteopath, like my my, my therapy. And um, when I started doing this, I, I really actually started noticing, like I believed obviously, you know, I was like, yep, nervous system, that makes sense. And then there was also though this piece of me that was like, this is really fascinating. There's a lot of women that are clearly stressed, dealing with a lot of physical symptoms. Um, I have the, I, it's kind of hard to, I guess you could call it my intuition a little bit of when I'm dealing with clients where it's like, you can tell there's something deeper rooted as to why they're in this position to begin with. Um, like emotionally, right? Like something that's, that's kind of going on. Um, I can't always tap into like what exactly that is unless I obviously have a conversation with them, but um, there's, you can tell when there's just a little bit more beneath the surface, um, especially when it comes to disease and, you know, these very long-term, you know, conditions or what people have been diagnosed with and that sort of thing. Um, and I started to realize like women really women are really struggling with this and this is kind of why I've decided to take a lot of my business with this in this direction as well as like you know creating my program the mindful woman um to really help women kind of reconnect to themselves and their body and you know put themselves first and be mindful about themselves and their health right I think it's a big thing as women we and I, I mean I was obviously catch myself in this all the time but you know we naturally are very nurturing and we want to give and we want to help people and um, we oftentimes put ourselves on the back burner um, which leads to depletion and it leads to us not um, having great coping skills or just moments in our life where we give back to ourselves right it's like who's filling our cup we're filling everyone else's cup but no one's filling ours right and I think this is a, a common theme um, and I would say that the women who are very good at filling their cup have done the work to um, to shift that, right? Like to they're very conscious of that um, that you know idea. Um, and I feel like a big piece of obviously the women's health is is that in putting ourselves first and healing and, and working and just giving ourselves what we need, even if it's like a moment, right? Um, the other piece that I, I feel is big is, is emotions. Um, and when you're looking at the nervous system, the idea really is that, is it in a environment where it feels safe enough to let go or to heal, right? To be open to healing. 
a lot of times like we don't feel safe in our bodies, right? And that's again, these signals are going off, right? The body doesn't feel safe. There's things happening, the body doesn't feel safe, right? We react certain ways. And that safety, like we'll always choose unfamiliar, or sorry, we'll always choose familiar chaos. So even if you're like, I <laughs> like, I don't want to stay in this situation, right? Like this situation sucks. Like maybe it's like financial or maybe it's physical, right? Like maybe you want to like lose weight or whatever. Like I literally, I don't want to be this anymore, but why is it so hard for me to change? And a lot of times it's because it, that, that change that you're looking to make, the body goes, Ooh, I don't know what that feels like, right? I can't, I can't go and do that that's going to make us feel uncomfortable and that's going to make me feel unsafe even if it's a better situation you're telling me it's a better situation but i don't believe you <laughs> so your body has to experience it's kind of like it's kind of like when you go to do something and you're like afraid to do it but you kind of you know it's like a presentation right you're going to make a presentation you're all stressed and you're worried and you're nervous and your your body is just like you know you're peeing every 3 minutes and you're just like right like you're just kind of like really in this hyper sympathetic state and it's like you present and you're like, oh, it wasn't really that bad. But you can literally feel your body down regulating. You can like literally take a breath of fresh air. Right. And that's like coming back down into that parasympathetic state. Um, and you have to teach your body like it's like if you present enough times, you, you can teach your body that, you know, presenting is safe. There, there's no threat to my to my life. <laughs> your, your nervous system is just trying to keep you alive, but we have so many mundane things that we stress about. And this is because your body doesn't know the difference between stresses. It doesn't know the difference between being chased by a bear or doing your taxes. Like it doesn't understand the physiological response that we have in our body is the same. It, it, there is no, it, it doesn't discriminate. And that's why stress is such a personal experience, right? And that's why there's such a tie to our emotions because we experience things emotionally and depending on the emotion that we gain from that experience it it tells our body to respond in a certain way um now the thing that i mean i'll probably do a whole podcast on emotions because it's it's super fascinating i find um and for those of you who don't know we hold our emotions in our body um and our emotions, basically what happens is we experience an event. There's an emotion uh, usually attached to that experience. And our brain, if it can't, if it's, let's say it's a negative emotion. Let's say there's like fear, right? Or there's um, even anger, for example. If you're so angry about a situation, and it's literally gonna drive your mind crazy, the brain will push it down. It will suppress it. And we literally talk about that. Like I, I, I push my emotions down, right? I suppress my emotions or they suppress their emotions, right? They don't show their emotion. The, that suppressing is happening in the body. It, it goes to the body and there's certain organs that actually hold certain emotions. And so when you're you, you do it for survival because, you, again, you would literally go crazy, which is essentially what your brain is thinking. Like, I'm literally going to go crazy if I do this. So I'm going to push it down, right? Like, I can't handle this in this moment, so I'm going to push it down. And then over time, if we don't release those emotions and we just kind of let it fester, you know, 
things come up, our triggers come up, right? It comes out of us in certain ways. And eventually it will create disease. And when you break the word disease down, it's literally dis-ease, right? Your body is out of ease, which literally means it's not regulated, right? It's out of harmony. It's not, there's no flow, right? And in a nervous system state, it would mean that you're in one state of the nervous system and not the other. Like you are in sympathetic and you are having a really hard time getting out or you have triggers that really kind of spike your sympathetic drive. So it's important to know this because, I mean, again, from a healing perspective and understanding what you need to do to heal your nervous system, it's realizing like, what is, what's the thing that's driving my stress? Again, it could be super mundane (laughs) and it could be something that in this moment, you're like, that's out of my control to change, right? A lot of times, our lifestyles are a big stress and the way that we're living is is not really in alignment with our true essence of of how we want to be and those changes make t- take time right we can't always just like quit our job and start a business or quit our job and start a new job or move across the world or like you know what i mean like there's so many things that those changes take time but we can we can work on creating safety within ourselves and work on creating safety Um, in our bodies and that's where again going back to what I said in the beginning like those tools that everyone usually gives out are super beneficial but I think long term we really need to one dive deep into the healing but also acknowledge what are kind of maybe the long-term changes and shifts that I need to make to help myself be less dysregulated on the regular so we want to be in this ner- or this parasympathetic nervous system state for healing, which is like our rest and digest. So, um, and in this biodynamics approach that I've been learning and diving into, the nervous system is actually one of the one of the three things that we look at when it comes to um, like the state of the body on the table and, and us treating. So we have to help the nervous system be settled in order for there to be um, healing taking place, right? It allows the body, that's really what allows the body to self-heal. And I've had some really cool experiences just with clients of when they can take the stress out of their life, like not even necessarily the treatment I'm doing. Obviously the treatments help, but when they've changed their lifestyle and they've changed aspects of their life, they've had some really cool experiences with their symptoms where they, they kind of just like go away, right? Like it, it's pretty fascinating. Um, and so it can be very simple, but the, the challenge is that the change can be hard, right? Um, so when we're looking at, I know we're already kind of like 20 minutes into this, but there's a reason why you're in a state of dysregulation. And again, when I was listening to um, my mentor here, and his name is Jim, Jim Jealous, um, when I was listening to his audio, he said, disease is orderly. And I thought that was so fascinating um, because, he, I mean, he's obviously right, or at least in my eyes, um, you know, it, disease happens in 
you know, stages even. You can, you can look at um, even the big C word, right? Like with cancer, there's stages, right? It progresses in a certain fashion. Um, there's stages of, of the disease, right? And there's, there's organization to it. Like there's a reason why your body is doing it. And it's actually usually doing it to protect you. Like it's usually a protective thing. Um, as much as we view disease as very negative, but then we never, the issue is we view it negative because we don't really ever look at like why it's there in the first place, right? So if we can kind of like take steps back, one, we can prevent disease. I truly believe that. Um, I don't believe you're like just doomed in things. Um, but you have to be willing to take a look at things, you know, from a deeper perspective. Um, now, like I said, we need to create an environment where we are able to rest. Rest doesn't always mean sleeping. You can literally go and exercise and it can re-regulate you. So it depends on what you need and what type of stress you're experiencing. Um, so I'm going to kind of go over some basic, um, things you can kind of like look at when it comes to um, your your nervous system and, and kind of like creating a, a, that safety, that sense of safety in the body. Um, so the first thing I want to kind of touch on is our routines. So our routines are obviously important. <laughs> they do dictate like you know, if you wake up and you rush out the door and you're like, you're going to be in a very rushed, um, high sympathetic state, right? So now it's not necessarily bad. Like people want to wake up obviously in the morning. We don't want to be lethargic and tired all day, <laughs> but morning and evening routines have become very supportive in my world. And I know they're, they've been very supportive in like a lot of people's worlds, right? What I encourage you to do is don't follow someone else's routine, <laughs> which is, I think, the trap that people fall into and then they go, this, they're this, um, the morning routine, this sucks, right? Like, it's so hard, this sucks, it's not good, it's not easy. And I think, like, one, we try to just, like, add seven things to our morning routine all at once and it's overwhelming and it's half the shit wouldn't even support you because it's just not for you, right? So I think it's, like, really taking a personal approach to routines I personally, I actually started with an evening routine. That was actually easier for me than the morning routine because I'm not really a morning person. I really like to kind of ease into my day um, and take a quieter approach to my morning. So I actually started with very simply, actually I have a, I have one of those like rise to wake um, alarm clocks kind of thing. So I actually turned that lamp kind of thing on um, and it kind of has like an orange or orange hue to it. So it's not so like bright white light. Um, and I'll shut all the rest of my lights off and I keep that one on. And I, I just started like, you know, kind of being a little bit more in the dark energy, like the dark, um, aspect of my room. Obviously I could still read because that's what I incorporated. So I would sit in bed and I would read and that was a way I read novels at, at night. Um, I do read other things, <laughs> but I, I find the novels are really good for me because I mean, I, I love reading. I really do enjoy it. So it's something that I enjoy to do. And as well, it's something that because my mind is very active, it takes me out of my, <clears throat> my world because it, I have to focus on that story, right? So I'm following the characters and all these types of things. And so I've found reading to be 
very supportive for me before bed. Um, and then just recently, um, if you guys follow me on Instagram, you've seen that I've gotten a red light. So sometimes I actually turn that on now while I read, um, but I use it in the morning as well. And that's become my kind of like my one thing in the morning is I turn this red light on. Um, I'll usually kind of sit and uh, sit in front of it and I'll usually pull, you know, some tarot or some oracle cards for myself because I do enjoy to do that. And sometimes I journal. So the routine in the morning kind of changes for me. It kind of, again, it's just like to, for me to even do a morning routine is like, <laughs> I'm like happy I did it, right? So I think that's the other thing too, is just giving yourself grace um, while you're trying to incorporate these changes. And if you miss a day, don't just quit, right? Because you're like, oh, well, I fucked it up anyway, right? Like, don't just quit because of that. Um, just pick one thing, pick one thing and do it right? Try to make routines out of little things you do during your day, right? That you, that, again, you enjoy, right? I think that's the biggest thing. Again, when you start you doing someone else's routine, you don't necessarily enjoy it because it's not the shit you like to do, right? Or you're trying to make it perfect. And now there's like this perfectionism piece that's coming into a routine. And that's just, it's, it totally defeats the purpose of why you're doing it. Now you're stressing about stressing, you know what I mean? So routines is a big one. Um, and this can, again, just creates that sense of safety. It helps us kind of, again, de-escalate that nervous system piece. like come into more of that rest and digest state. Um, and the other piece, especially, and this is why I liked the evening routine, is it does help your sleep. Um, so sleep is important. <laughs> uh, if you drink caffeine, I would say try not to drink any caffeine past like two o'clock. Um, or eat caffeine or whatever, you know, whatever way you're kind of ingesting it. But um, again, that circadian rhythm is a big piece. And so we should be ideally sleeping by like 11 o'clock um, at night. And then women actually need more sleep than men. So getting seven to nine hours, if you can, of sleep. And, you know, if you're someone who goes to bed late, I think like just, again, each, you know, try to pull it back to like, if you go to sleep at one, Usually it's like, try to go to sleep at 1245. Like, you know what I mean? Like try to make an incremental step back instead of just like trying to force yourself to sleep at like 10 o'clock and that's just probably not gonna happen. So again, have grace with yourself, take time. But sleep is a big, is a big, big piece um, to um, having, I mean, just even experiencing rest, but also just sleeping well so that you're recharging your body, right? <clears throat> And you'll have a lot more clarity and stuff too when you when you're sleeping well, um, and you're you're not as like agitated, right? Irritated by things, that sort of thing. Um, and then the third thing I would, and this is one that I, I I would say I struggle with. I do live in the city, and so it's not as um, enjoyable <laughs> sometimes to kind of like get outside. But getting out in nature is um, the third thing that I would say is key for our nervous system. And it's interesting, again, you bring like the health and the healing and the nervous system piece back to even that tree analogy I was using before. And it helps ground us. I mean, depending on how much you've kind of dived into nature and everything, but you know, there's interesting things. You even look at like certain pictures of trees and how it's, I don't know if you've ever seen these on the internet, but they're kind of cool of just how they, they mimic, um, 
the aspect of like our, our um, arteries and our and our veins and and you know kind of like different like the placenta right and the tree and then we look at like our lungs and there's little like trees coming out like it's all little branches right so I think nature is huge and it and it's interesting again I was listening to this guy and he was talking about how um, you know we like us nature and the divine are what is whole right and they're like again there's this like whatever you believe in the divine god whatever you want to call it right that higher power right those three things together are the wholeness that we are looking to create but also i would say to connect to really um because we have been so disconnected so getting out of nature i mean obviously sunlight is amazing for us where i am i'm in ontario canada and it is gloomy a lot i mean it's february right now um and you know it's usually pretty pretty gray um but even just you know getting outside and it's cold so it's not always enjoyable um i find it challenging just again i'm in the city so there's not a whole lot of like nature really <laughs> but even just trying to get outside and take a breath of fresh air right it's just refreshing even if you just sit in it for a little bit or sit in a window with some sunlight right um but getting out into like actual nature, like a forest or, you know, just, and not really forcing yourself to like necessarily do anything when you're there. Like obviously you can go for a walk or you can do all these things, but it's like maybe even you just sit, right? You just sit in nature. Um, and so depending on your environment, you know, what you do might shift, but nature is a big one because nature really does help calm us. And we usually feel a lot better after being outside. We feel rejuvenated we feel energized uh, we feel good right and we literally crave it at times like being up in you know the northern northern part of um, the world um, obviously I'm not super super north but again we do experience those gray days it's like by the time like you know February and March rolls around you're like just craving sun and that's why so many people go on holidays right and so it's it can be very soothing for us and it can be very supportive um, and again, I think with the way our lifestyles have become, um, a lot of us are in boxes all day, right? We're in our house, we're in our car, we're in our work, right? But we're not outside. And so that is another way to like bring your nervous system down because it's natural, right? It's a natural state. And so it's not all this superficial, artificial uh, stimulation that we get all day we get to actually go back into our natural our natural state right so it's important I, I don't believe I don't believe that we need to like just cut out all technology and cut like I think these things are actually very supportive for us I think I mean obviously I'm using it <laughs> but I think that it's about balance right and, and understanding what we need in certain moments at some moments we can have more of of the stimulation and at moments we need more of the rest and I think that the issue in society with our nervous system piece is that and even just our health and our disease state of, of people and, and women we're living in these um, hyper stimulated worlds right that we've you know created and it's not supportive for us and so we have to find ways to make it supportive for us and again that comes with putting ourselves first as women especially and giving ourselves what we need. And sometimes you might have to ask yourself what you need, right? Ask yourself, what does my body need right now, right? 
Do I need to have a nap? Do I need to stretch or move my body? Do I need to, you know, go read something? Do I need to connect with friends or family, right? Like what is the thing that I, do I need alone time, right? You don't have to regulate your nervous system only through meditation and breath work. You can do it so many ways. And there's no perfect way to do it because you're going to need different things at different times. So again, this is something that I I heavily believe in. And honestly, I can see <laughs> with just this biodynamic approach that I'm learning, I can see my view of things really shifting here as well over the next little while. Um, and so I'll probably continue to bring this topic up and share just my perspective on, again, obviously healing in general, but this is a huge piece. And I would say if you don't feel mentally stressed, ask yourself, are you physically stressed? Do you have symptoms? Are you emotionally stressed? Which probably usually manifests in physical symptoms to some capacity, right? Are you spiritually stressed? Do you feel connected? Do you feel like there's a sense of purpose? You know, do you feel supported? Like all of these, do you feel that connection to the divine, right? Like there's so many different ways you can experience stress. And so also keeping your mind open when it comes to that. And yeah, use the nervous system as the tool. Um, but there's usually a deeper rooted issue as to why you are, or a deeper rooted circumstance as to why you are in a dysregulated state to begin with. So um, obviously, if you guys have any questions, like if you're on YouTube, you can obviously comment below. If you are following me on Instagram, which I highly recommend <laughs> you do um it just kind of get like you'll see all my updates it's kind of where i put put most of my things um you can obviously send me a message um but this again is something that i heavily focus on in my mindful woman program so if you really are needing support and guidance on how and when and where i teach so i have a curriculum that is going to teach you about the nervous system and kind of talk about the nervous system as well as i give tools and the tools i will kind of always continually add on to um, based on what people need so um, there'll be kind of a vault of them that get accumulated over time but there's kind of some basic stuff in there there's obviously way more ways to work with your nervous system than what i just gave you but those are three ways that you can literally change your nervous system state by not really spending any more money, right? So, um, and then the other piece is that I will kind of talk about this a little bit in um, the webinar. So if you do wanna sign up for that, again, it's happening Tuesday, February 20th at 6 p.m. Eastern time, there will be a free replay. Um, so you can still sign up and get that sent to you as well. So um, thank you guys for listening today. This was definitely a long one. <laughs> this is why I started a podcast. Um, so hopefully you found some um, information out of this and guidance and just maybe a perspective shift or just seeing, you know, your nervous system in a different state. Um, and yeah, hopefully you stuck around and listened. Um, and yeah, if you have any more questions, feel free to reach out to me. And hopefully it wasn't all over the place. <laughs> so I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Um, Again, I hope that you have um, so much love on your healing journey, as well as, again, you get the opportunity to heal. You're with people who genuinely want to see you heal and not just manage your symptoms. So um, again, I hope you have a wonderful day and I will see you guys in the next one. Bye.